who um, did something on Sunday and it completely upset the entire balance of this like recording situation um, and so here I am 11am on a Monday uh, recording an episode of Hyperlocal Celebrity the podcast where I um, confuse my listeners by having a range of different opinions on things that no one cares about Sam Hickman um what what do we think of her, A? Um, hi, I'm recording this in my kitchen as well, so if it sounds echoey, um, keep that to yourself. I don't need to know. I just wanted to look out the window. I just wanted to look out the window and chug a coffee in between little, like, segments that I did. This week has been, like, literally it has been one of those weeks, and then going into this week that we're currently in, it will be, like, an insane week. Like... Like last week, I did absolutely nothing. And this week I am doing literally everything and I have Monday off. And this is my only like day off in quotation marks because I'm probably gonna end up doing some work anyway. So let's just, let's just get into it. What did you do this week? Okay, this week I did nothing. There you go. I made a grand total of um, £6.50. In the 15 minutes I got to go busking, which was really sad. But I did get to go to Finco Coffee in Castle Emporium. um, And I had a coffee, not in the the cup, not in the paper cup anymore, but they have like their own, um, what do you call it? Um, Crockery. Crockery? Yeah, crockery. They had they had a they had a they were, they had their own cups, um, and it was nice. It was a really good coffee. Uh, would recommend. Ten out of ten stars. It's also um, much quieter than like all of the other places, and also and also, it's cheaper as well. So um, if you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna do some work, I'm gonna go to Little Man. I would um, I'd go to Finco. Honestly, I'd go to Finco. Um, it's. It's nice and quiet. You won't be disturbed by anyone. It's not very trendy, so there isn't like 15,000 people in there. Um, you can have a nice conversation. It's good. I would recommend it. This is this is, this is because like I went to, um, I had a meeting in Little, Little Man the other day and I had like a cup of tea and I was like, oh yes please, um, I'll have a pot of tea. And the woman like brought it over and it wasn't the right tea and it was £3.50 for a pot of tea. And I'm like, ugh, no, no, absolutely not. I don't think so. Anyway, um, the actual things I did this week were very limited. So it was a storm week, obviously. Um, so like, when it wasn't tipping it down with rain, it was like 20 mile an hour winds. And we all know you can't play harp in high winds. That's just like the rules of harps outside. Um, and so I like spent the entire week just going slightly stir crazy in my home. But 7 a.m. yoga had started again. So that was good. That was like my one little like, this will be okay. I will be fine 
type situation where I was like, you know what? If in doubt, I can always leave the house and go to yoga and then I can come back and have breakfast. I can plan what I'm going to do that day. I can do like the work that I need to do. It's always this as well. Does anyone else find this when you're like, like the weeks that you are basically making nothing are the weeks where you get all of your actual work done. Because like I had to prepare for this wedding on Sunday, this coming Sunday, not last Sunday. Um, and like the bride wanted like a, a, like a bunch of different things that I really had to like search for. Um, Cause it's like all Bollywood requests and finding Bollywood sheet music is apparently like a job in and of itself that I didn't know about. But um, if anyone, if anyone has like a beautifully beautifully written out Bollywood songbook that they want to send me. Please do. You know my email. You know my Facebook. You know my Instagram. You know my Twitter. Please let me know. Um, yeah, so I, I did all of those and I did some filming and I, you know, just answered emails and all sorts of things. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a productive week for a week where I essentially was inside for seven days which was exhausting and then on Friday I was like it's gonna be sunny it's gonna be great there's a 10% chance that it's gonna rain I'm gonna take those chances I like those chances and I got out and I did 15 minutes and then started like pissing it down with rain and I was like no my hopes and dreams and everything I ever wanted in life Ugh. and yeah and then I went and had a coffee and it was and it was fine um yeah it was it was one of those weeks I think it's just like you just gotta get through them. If I had a thousand pounds lying around, I would have gone on holiday. I think that's a, I think that that would have been the thing that I do, like just a Monday, Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday holiday. Probably would have gone to Barcelona because I love Barcelona. Um, I love most Spanish towns and cities. Um, yeah, I think, I think so. I, th I think so. I think that's where I would have gone. Mm. Probably not to Scotland. I don't think Scotland would have had me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was like this week. And then Saturday was like just a, a, a day that something happened. We went up to the allotment. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this weekend was the Kamak Harps. Um, harp weekend. They did one two years ago. Um, and I went to the whole thing last year. Uh, two years ago. I keep saying last year. Like, like it wasn't last year. Two years ago. Um... And it was actually where I decided to like, that I needed like a pedal harp. It was like, that was like the thing. Cause I was like pushing around my little Corrigan and I was like, this isn't a serious harp. This isn't like, this isn't, this isn't what professional harpists play. Like not so much that it's a lever harp, but that it's not like, like it wasn't, it, it's not a professional great harp. It's like a training harp for when you go up to pedal harp. Cause the spacing is the same. Yeah, it's 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 a weird harp. Um, do I love it? No, not really. Uh, it's fine. It's a fine harp. It's fine. It's there. It has a nice shape. It's a beautiful shape, actually. I would recommend if you're just doing a photo shoot with your harp, uh, get a Corrigan, because they look really nice in photo shoots. Uh, they sound fine. Um, they, they sound fine. They they work well. All Kamek harps work really well. Um, yeah, so I went to that two years ago, and they had, like, um, who's it? Tara Minton, Tara Minton, Tara the Australian jazz harpist. You know, the one that sings at the same time who isn't me, but she's Australian. I know, but she's like older than me, I want to say, or she's just more successful than me. It's an either or. I feel like, I, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Tara Minton, Tara Minton. 
Um, yeah, she she did like her album last year. Actually, I really didn't like her concert last year. This is this is the full tea, honey. In the morning, when I'm drinking coffee, like she was like, it was like like a late night Saturday concert and it started at like seven and she like came on she was like yeah we're not gonna tell any stories because we've got dinner reservations and I'm like what you drove here from London and your main like like there is no there is nowhere in the entire city of Cardiff that fucking cares that you have like that is important that you have dinner reservations on a Saturday night in March at 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. Absolutely not, Tara Minton. Absolutely not. Um, also, like, you streamline your talkie bits. This is, um, okay, I'm gonna keep going and then I'm gonna come back, circle back to all of this. Um, so the next day, um, there, oh, I went to a, a Deborah Henson Conan workshop as well, which was which was incredible. And 90% of all of my arrangements are now based off of that one workshop. So well done me. Well done me. Um, and then I, I went to the concert that she did on the Sunday and it was like fucking amazing because she's Deborah Henson fucking Conan. I mean, like... There you go. She's like a harp god. She like she she literally invented harps. Um, she threw the first brick at Stonewall for harps. I don't I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, this weekend uh, was the harp, the set the 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 twentieth anniversary of of oh god I can't I can't remember. Um, th- there you go of Camac harps in Wales. There there you go. I can never say the name of the thing. It's like Talan Vining. Um, there, there, there you go. There, there you go. And there you go. Um, and I went to, so I, I got, so, so I was like, I'm going to go to some of these things. And then I got the schedule and I was like, none of these workshops are going to be like useful. And like, none of them are going to be like, oh, look at that. I will, that will be so useful for me. Um, because it was all like, like, it's either, I feel like the, Camac Harp Weekend is mostly geared towards students at Conservatoire because like most of the things were like a master class and I'm like I don't I don't want a master class I'm very sloppy and that's like the style that I enjoy um and then the rest were like beginner harps and there was no like hey they should do a professional breakfast or lunch that that's what they should do they should just do a professional networking lunch and I think that would be divine i would definitely go to that um and just be a raging bitch uh anyway so i went to the um so i took my bardic my little busking harp in to be serviced in the morning because i booked it in and then i was like i'm gonna book in things and then i didn't book anything in and i was like okay um and i got it back in in the evening and i like brought it home and i was i'm not 100 percent sure i know that they changed a string but i don't know um anything else that they did uh so I assume they just sort of like fiddled around with it and went, yeah, that's, I mean, it's fine. We built it. It's fine. You know, there's not really much that can go wrong with a lever harp. Um, With, I will preface this, with a small lever harp, with like a 27 string lever harp. Because like if you've got like a giant lever harp, 
like good luck um don't don't bash it against anything you'll be fine um so i went to the claire jones the girl with the dragon tattoo the girl with the lower back tattoo the girl with the golden harp there we go um i went to her concert on the sunday because i was like i took my bardic in to be serviced at 9 a.m on a sunday oh and then i went and saw my family my family uh for lunch and then we drove back and we made it to the um to the concert this the yeah yesterday yesterday evening um i'm awake i'm alive I've, i'm doing great thanks for asking um yeah so we went to the concert um i went to the concert by myself but i did meet emma graham the delightful um the delightful harpist uh so that was fun um and we had a little we had a little chat it was great um and then someone actually like came up to me while i was stood in the queue and we're like sam hickman and i was like yes and she was like i love your tips on facebook and i was like thank you uh, i'm just such a famous woman oh i can't help it i can't i'm such a i'm such a hyper local celebrity you know um yeah so that was um Oh, that was fun. The Claire Jones concert um, was interesting because I mainly went to, I think like it's really important when you get to this level, this level being like nothing, um, this level being like, I don't know, I don't know where I am or where I stand in the world, but I know that there's money in my bank account and it comes from playing harp. So I guess that's, I guess that's my profession. I guess that, I guess that's my job. Um, so anyway, like the, the Clara Jones concert was kind of it was interesting because it's good to watch other professional harpists play because you can see what they're doing um and like in a way that you don't get from watching like YouTube videos and things you can see in like three dimensions what their body and what their hands are doing uh which was really interesting so I think the thing that I'm going to try this week when it comes to technique and practicing is what I noticed about Claire Jones's playing is she kind of her right hand is kind of quite tight together it's kind of like a little like a light fist so I think what I'm going to try and do this week it's like a light fist facing down like when I'm practicing I'm going to get a little beauty blender and I'm going to put it in the palm of my hand and then I'm going to try and hold it in my hand um, and not drop it while um, while playing and I think that'll be a fun little like challenge because like my I don't know what my pinky does but I know that my um, kind of right hand hand technique I don't often go like all the way I, I'm not playing I'm not doing the best that I could do in this world or the next um, yeah it was it was an interesting concert so they did um, they started with the four seasons with like a um, a big um, a big harp um, ensemble so they were like 15 people on stage no there were like eight people on stage um it was it was good it was a little slow um was it as good as Kezra Thomas's no Kezra Thomas is a like a boss ass bitch her like her Vivaldi four seasons like the ones that I've the movement she's done I'm like screaming by the end of it I'm like how the hell is she doing any of this that's incredible um Claire Jones's was fine. Claire Jones had like eight people on stage. She's doing fine. She's like, it, it was fine. Um, and then her husband, Chris Marshall, um, came on stage with a marimba and they did the overture for Candide uh, that I feel like they were sight reading. Like it, it, was, it, was, it was slow again. Um, 
I don't know it didn't seem particularly together and this is like all I'm just like dicking on her performance <laughs> it was good it was it was it was really good and I I think it was just because I know the overture to Candide so much because it's like my favorite opera um and I was like okay okay there were just like bits there were there were hits and misses um and then they did one called Syrian Dance from Three Dances by Chris Marshall. And this one had me thinking, okay, it's 2019. You decide to write a suite of dances based on Middle Eastern dance rhythms. Okay, mm-hmm, ready? You buy, you buy the traditional drum and you learn to play it, great. And then you call your dance Syrian Dance? And I'm like, but what's happening in Syria? Are they all okay? I know we keep bombing them. Do we keep, are we still doing that? Or have we stopped? I, I'm almost certain we're still fucking doing that because we're the worst. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really what I was thinking the whole way through. I was like, what a strange, um, it's an interesting country to, to pick in these times. Um, and then, okay, and then she got literally everyone on stage. Uh, so she had like two violinists, she had like a full string on uh, orchestra on stage. Um, and the bassist was a fine piece of meat. Ugh, I would have snacked on that little crumpet all fucking day and night, honey. Ugh, I stayed for the, for the double bassist. No, I stayed cause I'm a supporter of the arts, thank you. Um, yeah, and then I was like, and I was like, who is this double bassist? And his name was Harrison Wood, and I was like, oh, he gave me Wood, honey. Um, I'm the worst person in the world. Anyway, she did like a, a few with, a few more with this giant string. She did, she did all of them with the giant string ensemble, um, and they were all good. Um, they were all good. It was, it was good. I think um, having seen Deborah Hanson Conan two years ago, I'm like whenever I see like a traditional concert that's like a traditional harp concert where she's not like doing anything particularly wild with it I'm like oh there is only so much you can do with a harp like like Deborah Hanson Conan it was just her on stage doing everything doing the most giving you every single bit of life that you ever wanted to get and more like looper pedals distorters like just just like a tech sa- savvy wizard technical woman like she was like like just doing so well um and like so many extended techniques like it was incredible whereas like claire jones because she's like a traditional harpist she's like classically trained she has a classical she has like a a training school she has all this like experience as a classical harpist there wasn't really like anything that i was like oh my goodness, I have to do that. Like, there wasn't, like... Like, so, Deborah Henson Conan, what she did one time, um, what she was doing, she was, like, looping around, was, um, she was, like, building all these textures, and she put her hands on the strings. She put, like, her left hand on the string to hold it down, and then, like, scraped with her fingernails over the top to be, like, shh, 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 Um, and you better believe that two years later, when I came to write my album for the, uh, song Long Summer, I fucking stole that, because... I loved that. That is a piece of extended technique that I'm like, yeah, I will, I, yes, yes, yes. Whereas with Claire Jones, I was like, nothing that I was like blown away by, you know? I was like, this is, this is high quality, really good playing. She's very, very good at her job, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not seeing something that I can use, which, um, 
which which was interesting because like I often find that when I'm going to things, it's too. It's like as as a professional, I'm going to see how other people do the things that they do, um, and this one I was like, oh, I could. Like, I couldn't do any of that because, again, I am very bad at playing all of the right notes, necessarily in all the right order. Um, but I was like, I could, like, in theory, in, th- in theory, um, like, eight other people could have done this. Um, and it would have been, it would have been fine. Um, which brings me round to my final thoughts on this Claire Jones concert that I am fully dragging now on the podcast. Again, Claire Jones is an incredible harpist um, and she's wonderful and the artist was incredible but um, I want I don't know I want someone playing upside down Um, I want like clownishness I want like a full like my god I have never seen anyone do anything like that Um, I want shit I can steal that's really what I want Um, anyway so like um, the thing that I noticed the most was her introductions like her talky bits because I was like she's a professional harpist she does concerts all the time she must have her talky bits nailed down um and it wasn't that interesting like it was it was fine but it wasn't rehearsed you know um and I find like this is this is my new rule if you're a harpist or any musician who does solo concerts or concerts where they have to introduce anything or talk to the audience spend at least 30% of your time and energy just figuring out what you are going to say and practicing that I think that's like I think that's like a crucial thing and something that I've kind of kind of had to learn as I do more stuff especially like with music and hospitals things where you're doing it to like like really different audiences that sometimes are like like because it really spans from like care homes and hospices and hospitals and all sorts of things so like the spectrum of like like I don't know the spectrum of like awaken awareness and like getting the references really shifts because you'll have people who like literally just fall asleep and people who are like singing along because they know everything um I found that having something that I know I can use that's like a fun little story or like a little reason why I'm doing something is is like important quote unquote but it's like I think it's 30% of any concert is what are you going to say about something um and I think it's just like I don't know I think it was it was the thing that I was hoping to get out of this concert that I was like that I didn't really like she it was a lot of like it was a lot of incomplete stories that was what it was like like she did one um she did one that was like poem by a person called Fibish um and she was like and when I was doing the the royal wedding of of oh god what the fuck are their names Will and Catherine Middleton and I was like who the fuck is Catherine um (laughs) who the fuck is Heather um and and Catherine was very hands-on in choosing things and like she'd obviously not figured out what she wanted to say before she was saying it and I was like huh okay okay and then like at the end like the end of the the end of the story was and this was the piece that Catherine said chose so I could say that she chose it um that's like verbatim what she said and I, it didn't there wasn't like there wasn't like bits that I was like wow 
or like bits that I was like, oh, like she was like, and last week I was playing this piece with Joshua Bell in Royal in 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 Buckingham Palace, and then she didn't like fulfill a little she like tossed that off as like a humble brag like oh it's hard for me to to have to watch concerts by inferior artists because I'm just so incredible uh, <laughs> that's my humble brag for this episode anyway um it was really good it was really enjoyable um she's she's very good she wasn't um I don't know she wasn't like full on incredible I wasn't like like her playing was was brilliant. Her playing was was really really good and artistic, but it wasn't like I don't know. I feel like Brenda's Brenda's meowing. I feel like she's never played on the street. Is is my is my kind of thing. I think the best harpists are the harpists that have played to audiences that don't give a fuck if they're there. I think that's like I think that's like the making of a really good harpist and I think of the harpists I know, like Eleanor Turner, because she does so much like busking and things, um, with like gigantic instruments, and like Kezra Thomas, because she does um, like Bach to Bach to Baby, where she literally plays for a bunch of small children. Like they're they're playing, and they're like their like ability to to be like. Hi, I'm here. Please um, pay attention to me. I dragged this harp from home. Um, is really like, is really, it's all there. They're like, I'm going to show you what I have and here you are. Whereas with Claire Jones, it was like, it was like, I, I don't know. I took the train here from London. Um, I got off. There was already harp on stage. I brought this yellow gown that somebody, that somebody suggested I wear, even though, um, I don't know, it was not a good color. Um, and here we here we are. I'm gonna smile up at the audience. Um, and and he, here we are. It was it was fine. Was it art? No, because I didn't feel anything. Um, Ladies in Lavender was good though. Her, her performance of that was really good. I need to wrap this up. So I will wrap this up by um, just reading reading every single other harpist I know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my Instagram and I'm gonna go through and be like hate 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 <laughs> love hate uh <laughs> unfollowed muted. Oh my goodness, I'm such a monster. I'm such a monster this episode. Um, but again, nobody fucking cares. Um, um. Okay, here's here's just a hot, a hot spicy take. The Michelle Obama book, Becoming, I didn't like it. The more I think about it and the more people actually read it, because like, again, I got it on audiobook um, a very long time ago, like when I went and did, I think my second Devon tour. And it's like 19 hours of the most depressing stories you'll ever hear from a woman who really did not want to be in the public eye, but has to now and had a very successful career before she was first lady and now can't really go back to that career because she's now very famous. Um, it's very sad. It's very, very, very sad. Um, and I didn't like it. I really did not like it. Um, it was, it was a fine book. It was well-written. It was interesting storytelling. It was, um, it was, it was enlightening in places. It was really, 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 really sad. But I didn't think it was like, wow, stop what you're doing. Go out and read Michelle Obama's very depressing book about her childhood. Um, 
uh, I need to stop being so available to men. I think that's just, um, I think that's just a, just a thing. Um, I hate Sunday trading hours, and this is something I feel very, 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 very important that needs to be said on this podcast. So I went and dropped off my harp yesterday at 9am and I was going to go see my parents and I was like, okay, I'm going to go get fuel. I'm going to go get some, some pastries for breakfast, treat my housemate, treat myself. And I'm going to get some flowers to bring to my mother. Um, because I am a good child and I understand what is expected or not expected of me. And I like to treat my parents. And also, also flowers are a fantastic gift because they are not permanent. They go in like two weeks three weeks and then you can just get new ones or you don't have to fill that space you can just leave it um they're easy they're fun they're very cheap um i'm always slightly angry whenever i buy flowers because no man has ever bought me flowers and they are literally the cheapest things in the world also no man has ever loved me so that's also a big like thing that's happened in my life uh claire jones however has her husband and i'm jealous and that fine ass bass player um if he's listening to the podcast, please call me. Um, I need to be less available. Um, okay, so I went to the the Kamek Harps weekend. Shelley Fairplay, like five years ago or something, bought a South American harp, and it has been the bane of her existence ever since. And it is my favorite thing in the world. Like in the harp world, it is my favorite thing. Um, my least favorite thing is the fact that they have stopped made, making the bardic harps. Kamak don't make my busking harp anymore because it wasn't like profitable enough. And I said this to Ellen, the owner of Kamak, um, findings, whatever it is, what, what, whatever it is, the Kamak shop in Cardiff, she was like, yeah, they stopped making it because the profit margin wasn't high enough. And I was like, ah, oh, damn you late stage capitalism. Um, but like, yeah, they, it's like the best harp in the world and they stopped making it and that's really sad. Anyway, Shelley Fairplay bought this South American harp like five years ago, 10 years ago. And ever since then, it has been a permanent fixture on affairsoftheharp.com and every single secondhand harp shop in the world. Like, like she has never used this because it is fundamentally useless for her. Like, it's not a... Like, unless you are going... Like, unless you, like, are, are a... Um, Jessica... God, what's her last name? Bewillis? Um Like, unless you are playing, like, actual South American music, there's no point in having a South American harp. If you have, like... She has, like, 15 other harps. Just, like, play one of those. It's, it's just... I, it brings me so much joy because it is, like, constantly... She's just trying to get rid of it. Constantly. It's incredible. Um, so you better believe it was there in this harp display being like, please, someone buy me. Honestly, just just throw it away at this point. Just like set it out to sea or something or leave it somewhere. That's what I would do. Like how much was it? Probably 5,000 pounds, 8,000 pounds, something ridiculous like that. Just like send it out to sea. Just like <laughs> it's not, it's not worth it anymore. Um, my, my other point was, um, Oh, I've forgotten it now. I've forgotten it now. I just have a last point. Um, unless I remember what it was. My last point. Oh, no. Okay, so last week or the week before, I um, met Maria Fox, who is the other harpist that was busking. If you go to my Instagram, there's like a picture of us two together with our harps. And we're like, busking harpists. And she said, 
I don't play pedal harp because I find it really elitist. And I was like, huh, that's so strange. All of my friends play pedal harp. Um, and then I were like, I went to this harp event and I realized like, oh, these are all tens of thousands of pounds. Like this is, this is an all white room. This is like an all middle class room. Like this is, this is not an accessible instrument. And by Kamek taking away like the bardic and the, the really cheap instruments that they sold like basically at a loss they're not allowing like more like like people who aren't going to spend two thousand pounds on a harp like it's kind of limiting the field there and i think a lot of harp manufacturers are doing this now where they don't have as many kind of lower more more affordable options when it comes to harps and so you don't get to play a nice harp if you're not rich um which isn't a problem for me no um and i like my parents bought my harp and it was from the it was second hand from pilgrim harps and it was like eight thousand pounds and buying that i was like jesus christ this is so much money and then you go to like the kamak harp weekend and their like secondhand ones are 9,000 or above and like their new ones are like 15,000 to 25,000 to 100,000 and it's just it's a ridiculous amount of money for an instrument and it's it's a ridiculous amount of money that has no infrastructure to allow people from less privileged backgrounds to get into the instrument like there isn't like like the take it away scheme um, only works for like up to five thousand pounds so you have to have a ton of money if you are going to continue playing harp professionally um and i think that's just that's something that we don't talk about enough in the harp world um just like the amount of the amount of like in-store privilege you really have to have before you venture out into the world um yeah and my final thought is a th fun one, um, which is why do all of us harpists wear floor length gowns whenever we do concerts? Like I have only worn a floor length gown once when doing a concert and it was a one woman show and it didn't touch the floor. It was ankle length. Thank you. It is from the seventies and I do love it. And I wear a little, I have to wear, it's very sheer. It's the blue one. I have to wear like a, a little like bodysuit underneath it, a little leotard. Otherwise you can see all my bits and pieces. And it makes me feel like I, you know, I'm like a unionized act, like a unionized performer with like breaks and things. Um, and, and a pension. Um, and we always wear these like gigantic long gowns and then they like every single one of these girls so there were like eight harpists i feel like that is right one two three four five six seven eight yeah there we go eight harpists on stage and they were all in these floor length gowns and every single one of them sat down and had to like pull it up and throw it to one side and it's like why bother? Why are we doing this? Stop it. We have to stop this. Like, I would much rather something that is like just below the knee, but is like fully sickening. Like something that like I look at and I'm like, oh my God, that is an incredible piece of art. Like that is much, that is like, and also nobody fucking cares what you wear to a concert. I feel like that's a, that's an important thing that we cannot stress enough, except for me, of course, because I will read you to filth for wearing absolutely any clothes, um, as evidenced by this, by this, um, 
by this podcast episode where I just tear into Claire Jones. Um, a much a, honestly, honestly, she's doing fine. She has classic FM money. She doesn't. She's not gonna listen to this podcast. She doesn't fucking care. Um, she's she's doing fine. She has a career. Do I have a career? Yes. Thank you for asking. You can call it that if you want to. Anyway, um, yeah. But like, why do we? Why do we keep wearing these floor length gowns? They're so stupid. It's such a stupid way of living. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's ingrained from other instrumentalists, and I think that was something that I kind of realized as I was watching this concert is like what works for every other instrument doesn't work for harp in the same way that like what works for harp might not work for um any other instrument but it was like yeah why why do we do this that's so silly we should just like we should just wear knee length things because you know, you sit down and it comes up above the knee and then it's like a nice show of your knees to strangers. Um, because you're basically showing off your shins anyway the, when, the minute you sit down and hike up your skirt. Anyway, this has been an episode. Um, I hope uh, I hope it was enlightening. I hope you have lots of thoughts about it. Um, you can, I don't know, you can take those thoughts and shove them up your own ass. Um, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a nice, a nice friendship. It'll help your, stop your head from getting so lonely. Um, I, I, um, yeah, I have nothing else to say on this matter. Um, don't tweet me, don't at me, don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook or anything. Don't, um, don't subscribe. Uh, don't rate and review five stars. Uh, don't just leave me alone. Um, just let, just let this not be like a big thing. Thing. Let this just all blow over. Um, and we will see you all next week. Or we won't. I don't care.